Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 25 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, with Eric Sanchez. Eric, what's going on today? Tuesday morning recording show. Yeah. A um, early. I've been getting up early for the past couple of weeks, so I'll wake up at like 7.38. Mm-hmm. Like I should go back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm up. <laughs> Hitting the gym. Yeah, I'm going to go to the gym right after this and kind of start my day off right. Not going to wear your strong style t-shirt? You got the AJ shirt instead? Yeah, I wear these older shirts because I don't want to. Is that a uh, TNA shirt? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it looks the same as a WWE shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it says Impact or something on the back, but I got it, I don't know, on clearance. Okay. Obviously. Obviously. Suckers pay full price. <laughs> <laughs> Retails for suckers. It is. <laughs> So I think it was after he left. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go through some shirts because I obviously watch TNA. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. There's a nice AJ shirt. Yeah. Well, you're all set now. Yep. Uh, Guys, you can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. Find us on SoundCloud, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, and on iTunes. Leave a review if you can and a rating that will help people find us. If you want to send us an email to PPWPodcast at gmail.com, feel free. I'll read it on the air or on the podcast, whatever you prefer. Also, if you want to support the show, you could buy a t-shirt. Head over to whatamaneuver.net. Search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. You see our t-shirt store there. Got a We Never Complain, I Never Complain Online t-shirt in women's, men's, toddlers, onesies, 6X, whatever size you want. <laughs> uh, get it all set. And maybe if you're heading to SummerSlam next week for the travel package, you could pick one up for there. Although I don't know if it'll get there in time. But for WrestleMania, you got plenty of time. Plenty of time. Whatamaneuver.net. <laughs> We have a special guest today, guys. Uh, today's show, by the way, is going to be about wrestling figures, which we kind of touched on a little bit in our last show after the Comic-Con news and all that stuff. But over the past couple of weeks, for whatever reason, I've kind of been drawn more into it. And that reflects on our guest today. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at WF Maniac, uh, Wrestling Figure Maniac. This is the furthest guest from our home base in Chicago we've ever had before. He's from Northern Ireland, and I tried to pronounce the town he's from. Um, he basically said outside of Belfast, but during the interview, you'll get to hear. I'm not going to try it again. <laughs> he was a little nervous about his accent, but I was like, "Dude, I've talked to people from like Texas. You sound way clearer than most of those people, so don't worry about it." Yeah, uh, he's an awesome follow on Twitter again at WF Maniac. He's got a huge collection. He's been collecting for 30 years, and what actually happened was he had all his figures in his garage, like his wrestle cave, as he called it. He stole that from ring skirts and there was a pipe burst and a bunch of the cards got ruined. So he's like, so I'm just opening them up and going through it now. Um, and kind of revealing them one by one. And I'm finding on Twitter and Instagram, the cards meaning packaging, not like the yeah. old trading cards. 
Okay. Right. Uh, the, the, I, I'm finding like all this figure terminology, like MOC. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is MOC? Oh, Mintonk Hard. There we go. Now I know. Um, but he talked about, you know, in the interview, you'll as you'll hear in a little while, just this, his experience with figures and toy spotting and things like that. It's a really fun interview. It's, a, it's supposed to go just a few minutes and went over a half an hour. So it's a really fun oh, nice. interview for you guys to hear. Uh, I'm, again, I'm super novice to this, this collecting stuff and I'm, it's a slippery slope. I'm not going to go full on board with this figure collecting. One of much room for it, and two, it's kind of expensive now. Well, the thing is, there's so many cool ones coming out. Like myself, there's just ones that I'll kind of just separate from the rest. But uh-huh. if I really had the money and I had the space, I would buy everything that came out because mm-hmm. they're just so cool. The the detail on, especially the Mattels, like just mm-hmm. the face scans are pretty much awesome. Yeah, and another thing that I'm I'm finding is I'm like deep diving deeper into this and. Uh, Johnny's his name, but we just call him Wrestler Figure Maniac. Talks uh-huh. about it a little bit in the interview is there's like a little contention between like the Jacks figure collectors and like the Mattels. Like yeah. there's a rivalry and there all is. that. Yeah, I'm Mattel. I think Jacks look like shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Turn, turn around. I got a Jack Shaw Michaels right there in the commissioner. Look at that. Those accessories. Brown suit, briefcase. You're not gonna yeah. get that with yeah, the Mattel. face. Looks like claymation from like Celebrity Deathmatch. Well, the the Legion of Doom Jacks tag team's pretty good. No? The Mattels are better. I'll bring the Mattels over. I mean, you can see how... The Mattel LODs? Yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Well, the colors, I think, are better. Like those, I don't know, the hairs just don't look right. All right. All right. Whatever you say. Uh, well, we'll just get into this conversation. When the the switch from Jax to Mattel first happened, I wasn't a big you know collector at all, and I'm still not yeah. huge. Um, but I thought, like, man, these Mattels look like crap. They should go back to Jack. Like, I was, like, upset about it, even though I wasn't a collector. <laughs> yeah. And looking back, the first few series of Mattels, like, the packaging, everything wasn't great. At least I don't think so. But since then, I think they've gotten tenfold better. Yeah. I haven't. St- I started collecting maybe two or three years ago. Maybe three years ago I started. So, I mean, there's series and stuff like that that came out before i think they came out like 2010 mattel started doing it yeah they did and you mentioned that you when you first started you're like i'll just collect the basics because it's cheaper i did because i didn't really like a slippery slope like you said i'm like oh i'm not going to get too into it and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh these kind of suck compared to the elites because then i got an elite i'm like oh the hips are better the torso's better Mm -hmm. the sometimes the paint uh paint apps are better yeah the so i guess a good example of this is I recently purchased that new Andre the Giant Elite figure, the throwback one where he's got the vest and the big Mm -hmm. afro and all that. Uh, That one's an awesome figure as far as scale because he's bigger than the other ones. Right, absolutely. Uh, And then I was comparing him to a Dolph Ziggler basic I got from like Walmart. Yeah. And like it's not even close as far as the quality goes. I mean, the Ziggler one's pretty good. But I will say the basics for like the SummerSlam retro series they've got out now, the Dusty Rhodes one I picked up, Mm -hmm. that one's a pretty solid as far as construction, the only thing on that one is they got a little lazy. So Dusty's got the <laughs> Dusty's got the polka dots on his tights, right? Yeah. Does he have the birthmark on his? Yeah, he does, and his stomach there. But the polka dot paint bleeds onto his leg, like the dot. Like they were like, eh, whatever, just spray it on there. It's fine. So that's kind of a little bit of a nitpick detail. Well, sometimes you'll get that with the elites too. It's just I don't know how they do it. If a person does it, if a machine does it, but sometimes it's off. Because mm-hmm. if you turn like the thighs. To where they're supposed to be, and then the paint's off, then you got to twist it back because the paint bothers me more than the than the the turn of the leg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of elite stuff, so I posted this on Twitter, and huge thanks to my wife, Mrs. PPW. She bought me a late birthday present. She bought me the elite scale ring with the blue cage, old school combo. It's set up in my room right now. I posted some pictures on Twitter. 
And I'm like, I thought it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And like, I'm like <laughs> a little kid with how much fun I'm having just, <laughs> just looking at it. So I've got all my Hasbro set up in it, in the Hasbro universe. And I've got a few of the elite guys in there. You got WrestleMania 7 right in the middle there. Snooker yep. and Taker. Yep. Snooker and Taker. <laughs> Taker with the choke slam. And I'm just like thinking of all the stuff I can do. I've got earthquakes doing the splash on the on uh, Marginetti and Typhoon yeah. on Shawn Michaels, the Rockers versus the Natural Disasters. I've got uh, you got some classic Hogan rivalries there. Mm-hmm. Hogan I've got and Piper, Hogan and Savage. Yeah, I've got Savage in the one corner off off the cage, ready to elbow drop Hogan, and then the other corner I've got Macho King taking right. out Hogan in there the corner. Um, and I've got Hogan and Piper up front there. Yeah, I'm just now noticing the the rivalries. You mm-hmm. got Snake and Rude and Boss Man and Mountie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Repo Man and Bulldog or um, Brutus didn't really go together. No, but, <laughs> but hey, they're leftovers. They're like the ones that get last picked on the team. <laughs> I've also got Money Inc. IRS and Million Dollar Man beating up Demolition there. with Virgil yep. coming in for the save. To nice. help them out. Yep. So lots of stuff going on there. And then in the corners, I've got Kevin Owens escaping the cage. His his throwback figure just. All this stuff, but the, the size of this ring is huge. <laughs> like we were talking last week, and there's like a little end desk. I'm like, it'll go perfect there. It o- overlaps significantly with that end desk. It's two scale. If if anyone's thinking about like on the fence about getting one, highly recommend picking one up. And what was the regular price on it of the ring? Yeah. So it's kind of weird. So if you go to like Toys R Us to buy this ring, it's about seventy nine dollars. Yeah. Uh, but. And then also the cage accessory is separate for another 35 I think. But that also comes with uh, new, basically a whole new set, except the base. New ropes, new uh, canvas, new turnbuckles. Ring skirt. Ring skirt, okay. all that stuff. It comes with two ring skirts, actually. The one in the store does that is. This on ringsigncollectibles.com, the ring combo itself was like 40 bucks. The problem is they kind of like, I don't know why they're shipping so expensive. Shipping was like $23. And the box it came in wasn't that big. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the deal is. Either way, it ended up being cheaper than getting it at the store. Uh, but that's that's kind of what you're looking at to pay. You Every once in a while, you can, like, if you go to, like, a Toys R Us, they'll be a jacked-up box of the Elite. You can kind of pick it up cheaper. Um, also, if you go to ExtremeWrestlingSuperstore.com, there's another type of Elite Scale ring that's about the same size as this. However, the ring skirts have to be custom-ordered because they're not, off, they're not like, licensed WWE stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can order, like... I guess bootleg uh, ring skirts from different people online, but either way, whatever you decide to do, I mean, I, it's a slippery slope with the damn ring because how many <laughs> ring skirts they sell and like turnbuckle pads, like I can create a nitro and all this other stuff. But either way, it's it's just awesome. And my wife, as she's building this, she's like, "What did you do, Saturday Night, Lauren? Oh, I built a toy for my thirty-three-year-old husband. <laughs> it's it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Well, you guys did a good job." I did a good job, or she did good. <laughs> I don't know. You both did it. No? Well, she put it together, but I put the. You just the, took pictures. Yeah, I did the, like the <laughs> diorama of like all the figures and stuff. So I can see myself changing this out here and there, yeah. setting up different rivalries for different pay per views and all that. I mean, this is your first look at it. What do you think? I think it's awesome. That's it. Just awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of speechless. Uh, how I don't know. I really like it. Like, did you think it like it looks cooler than like I thought it was going to be as far as quality and all that too? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all right, what's gonna, so let's stop gushing over my ring. <laughs> Get back into it. This is kind of an open-ended question, I guess. And I was trying to think of an answer to it. And I was talking to it in the interview, which we'll get to. Actually, you know what we're going to do? Let's play the interview right now um, right. with Wrestling Figure Maniac. And then we will come back and I'll ask you my question because I asked him in the interview as well. Okay. So right now, guys, here's Johnny all the way from Northern Ireland. Uh, wrestling figure maniac on twitter you can find him at wf maniac 
and he's always posting cool pictures of his figure toy, his collection, his autographs, all that stuff. So here you go, guys. Here's WF Maniac. You gotta love new WWF figures with real wrestling action. All right, guys. Now forgive me as I try to pronounce the city where we're gonna. Our next guest is from a uh, Ballymoney, Northern Ireland. Did I get that right? That is correct. Okay, we got Johnny on the line. Uh, I found Johnny on Twitter, and Johnny's Twitter handle is uh, he's the Wrestle Figure Maniac, but you can follow him at WF Maniac. And the reason I wanted to get Johnny on is because in this week's show we're talking figures, and I'm talk about how I'm pretty much a novice collector, and I'm trying to find hardcore collectors. And I found um, through pages like Johnny's and other Twitter pages that it's a pretty huge community out there. Um, with collecting and sharing, and some people are mint on card, and some people are loose, and I guess Johnny's got a little bit of story about both of those things. Uh, so we'll just get started talking about collecting figures right now. So, Johnny, when did you start? Like, what was your first series of, I'm going to start collecting wrestling figures? Do you remember what that was? Yeah, it was the LJN figures. Now, we had been, obviously, myself and my brothers, um, I've got two brothers, Dean and Jay, and we were... Hulkamaniacs from the very beginning, mm-hmm. um, but where I'm from, you know, we are in the backside of nowhere, um, next door to F all. <laughs> uh, um, so it, it was nearly the late '80s before any figures appeared in the the towns next to us and our own town. So it was the LGM figures. So it was Cor- uh, Corporal Kirchner and. Um, Mr. Wonderful was okay. the first two figures we actually got our hands on. Now, were you fans of wrestling before you started? Or were you like a lot of people where the figures turned you into fans? No, we were fans and we just couldn't get our hands on anything. As I say, we're you know quite a rural uh, and a small island and where we live as well is quite rural. So, mm-hmm. And back in the 80s as well, um, forgive me for bringing this up, but you know there was a running guerrilla war uh, in Northern Ireland at the time as well. So mm-hmm. my father wouldn't, you know, take us to the cities just in case something happened. Sure. Uh, um, so, you know, now it's great. I can load my family. We've got peace here and uh, I can load my family in my car and, and we can go anywhere we want. Yeah. Uh, but back then, you know, it was hard. Um, again, we suffered um, live events didn't come here. You know, music acts didn't come here until well into the nineties until the peace process happened. So, Again, you know, everything's related. So we just couldn't get anywhere to find figures. And it was a, it was the late 80s, 89, 88, 89, before we actually got our hands on figures. And we just, it was all our Christmases and birthdays at once when we found figures in the shop. Yeah, that's an interesting story you brought up too. I mean, obviously it's a, it's a big deal. It was part of your growing up, but, you know, you're tying all these major moments that's happened in your country and your, in your family's lives to wrestling figures. Um, yeah. so it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Now, did you, when you and your, your family, you said your brothers, you were, you're collecting figures and your kids. I didn't have, um, my brother was way older than us. He lived in another house when we were growing up. So my, me and my friends were like the figure collectors and I had my one friend and I, we basically, we pooled our figures together so we could play with everything and have our matches and things like that. Cause my first series was actually that they had like a generic dollar store brand knockoff of figures. And that kind of led me into the actual, into the Hasbros. Um, but before then, did you guys like try to compile as many as you can and make your own matches and, and everything like that? Or did, were you collectors from the beginning or were they strictly play toys? They, they were play toys. Yeah. And before we actually were able to get, 
you know, um, our hands-on proper WWF then mm-hmm. uh, figure. We used G.I. Joe's. It was called Action Man in the UK. So mm-hmm. used our G.I. Joe's to, to, as our roster, you know. And yeah. We mop and we used uh, mom's makeup and for blood and oh, face. You guys are hardcore. I love it. Electrical tape and things like that, you know. So, yeah, we just, uh, any any sort of figure we could get our hands on, we used as a wrestler and it was never used for the actual purpose it was made it was always a wrestling figure for me for ljns we didn't have much because i would i kind of started watching wrestling in i don't know i'd say 87 or so so those were around when ljns were out but i didn't start getting figures until older but i had my favorite one i happened to have i don't know how i had this i had the miss elizabeth one which apparently is super rare now so i wish i would have held on to it which one was your favorite one out of all the lgn series out of the lgn's um I was uh, I was a mark for uh, JYD, and mm-hmm. I say it was just Christmases and birthdays all at once when you get your hands on your favorite guy, and it's still the same today. You know, when I collect figures, it's my favorites, my favorite characters. It's not, you know, the best figure, or if if I like the guy, you know, I didn't care what the figure looked like. It's just I had to have his figure uh, because he was my favorite. I'm glad you brought that up. That is actually a question I wanted to talk about because we were going to talk about it on our show today was when it comes to the figure, you said it's more important for you, the actual character or the wrestler, to collect him than the quality of, of an action figure. Um, so for example, for me, I, I'm kind of the same way. Like One of my favorite sets was a, a it was the Jack Series 1 tag team set with the Legion of Doom. And they don't look amazing or anything. They have the shoulder pads and all that. But I was such a huge Legion of Doom fan when I was a kid. It was important to get them. Now, on the other hand, the new Andre the Giant um, Elite they just released, I wasn't a huge Andre fan, but I thought it was so, it looked so great that I had to have it. Um, are you, so you're pretty much, if the wrestler is your guy, you, that's what's more important to you as opposed to the actual make or quality of the figure. Yeah, Rick, Rick Flair's my guy, and um, it was just uh, Toy Biz, you know, the notoriously bad series of Toy Biz figures, and the Rick Flair didn't, didn't look like him, mm-hmm. uh, looked like some guy you would meet on the street yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just uh, but he was my guy so i had to have every figure and i didn't mm-hmm. care who made it or what it looked like it was rick flair on the card so it was rick flair for me yeah our uh, our old neighbor had the rick flair hasbro and it, around the time for, for hasbro's here in the u.s it was pretty much the first three series were easy to find everywhere and after that they kind of became scarce um, but I remember seeing that Ric Flair Hasbro big. He, I see he's so tiny. He looks nothing like Ric Flair, but I still wanted him anyway. It's, it looks like he's had a meeting with the head shrinkers and the head suits <laughs> all in the body. Yeah, and he's got the, bug, the he's got the Andre the Giant bug eyes and everything like that. So I don't know what they were thinking with that figure. It just and it was a pose that Ric Flair, you know, the headlock pose. It didn't really correspond. Yeah, yeah, the it, yeah again. Yeah. You think Flair, he would have uh, just regular arms, and he could do the yeah. figure four or something, right? <laughs> that was right, yeah. Now I don't know if you'll remember this one, but that we're going to kind of jump around a little bit because you mentioned WCW figures and Ric Flair. Do you remember this was around when NWO was big and WCW when they had the hard plastic figures that didn't pose, but they vibrated with the button? Do you remember those? Yeah, I've I've got a few of those. Um, I think I've got a Sting and a Goldberg in that uh, that series. Yeah, they were horrible, but I wanted the Sting one because the, the Crow Sting was so cool. 
That's right. But again, you know, it was because we everything was so scarce here that as soon as one hit the shelf, you had to have it. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter how bad it was. It was a resting figure. We may never get another resting figure in this shop again, so we'll just buy it, you know. And um, that, that was our problem here. Things were so scarce that um, you just bought anything you got your hands on. When did you start, officially start, like, okay, I'm going to change it from, I'm going to play with these toys to being a collector? Do you remember when that was? Well, my, <laughs> my story, um, I met my wife when I was 14. Okay. And um, we've been together ever since. I'm, I'm 41 now. Um, but by the time I was 16, our first son was born. And um, so I didn't really transition into an adult. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, I grew up, or my son grew up along with me, mm-hmm. and I just we just went from collecting Hasbro's and playing with the Hasbro's to my son being born and buying him Hasbro's, and then the Jacks figures came out, and uh, it just everything just uh, culminated, you know, and accumulated over the years, and then we decided, you know, we'll keep some figures on the shelf, and mm-hmm. that's a nice mm-hmm. figure, and things started to get a bit more plentiful here as well. So um, then we were starting to be able to buy more figures and maybe buy two, one to open for the kid to play with and um, one for the shelf, you know, that way. So um, as the figures, you know, started to get better looking uh, and more like um, ornaments or figurines rather than figures, the you know, we decided then we would, we would start to keep a weeding mint on card and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I understand something happened where you guys had like a flood or something like that, and now you're and a bunch of them got ruined. Like what happened there? That's correct. Yeah, last year, just this week, last year, um, we have a, we had a garage and we had everything set up. And I went to a shop um, that sells you know uh, display units and things like that for shops, and um, I bought the pegboard and everything and pegs, and we had a real nice display in the garage. But um, unbeknownst to me, there was a hidden pipe in the ceiling mm-hmm. of the garage. Came back one day and the whole thing had flooded. Oh, everything was destroyed. The cards, the you know, magazines that I'd had from 1986, mm-hmm. VHS tapes, just everything, you know, you can think of. As I said, we just grabbed and bought anything we could get our hands on that was wrestling. So everything was destroyed. We had to open all the figures. Figures now, thankfully, some were a bit faded with the water and, and things like that. But mostly we got to keep all the figures, but we'd lost the cards. You know, and they were Jack's classics mostly. Mm-hmm. And, um, every series of the Jack's Rocky figures. And they were all destroyed. And some of the, the cloth clothing, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. Jack Jack's was famous for doing the cloth clothing, not the the plastic molded robes and things. So some of those were destroyed and it was a bit, a bit gutting, but you know, no one was hurt and we're, we're on the rebuild. Yeah. And also you're taking kind of that opportunity to dis- redisplay everything and share with everyone in your Twitter page. Again, that's at uh, WF maniac. If anyone wants to follow any figure fans out there that just basically call it figure porn where you're just looking and you see just your different displays and things like that. I love the one you posted recently of all the guys with the face paint and um, it's who's been in mom's makeup room again because some of, because some of those guys like demolition and dunk the clown, for example, were great Hasbro memory toys for me. 
That's right. And especially the doink, because he was, I, my co-host makes fun of me because I loved him so much when I was a kid, his toy, because the hair wasn't plastic. It was like yarn. So it was like a wig for him. It was crazy. Yeah, that's right. That was right. It was one of the, uh, the more ridiculous ones, but it's just silly. Like you like it because of that silly thing, right? Yeah. I've started to sort of, there's so many great, um, figure photographers out there on mm -hmm. Twitter and Instagram and, you know, you, I just want to do something different and maybe a funny slant on it or maybe a diorama, you know, of maybe Hulk Hogan in the foreground and in the background all his WrestleMania opponents or yeah. SummerSlam opponents, something like that. And again, I was I was just um, tidying and rearranging and noticed that some of the guys all wore waistcoats so um, or vests, maybe, as you would yeah. call them over. And um, I just turned them all backwards and... When I see a guy with a brown vest or a black vest, I automatically think the Warriors from the iconic movie. Oh, yeah. So I just lined them up and put the Warriors logo below them and put on waistcoat Warriors. And um, another one i done was um, all the fancy boots, you know, cowboy boots and the Iron Sheik's pointy boots and uh, Jake the Snake's snakeskin boots. Just took a picture of their boots and then fancy boots. So Who's, who did they belong to? <laughs> I've got a great poster in my room. I'll send you a picture of, and it's a, uh, it's a, it's called a taxonomy of wrestling names. And basically, there'll be a, a circle in the middle, say animals, and a bunch of spirals off of that, like an animal, like George the Animal Steel, or you know, I'm drawing a blank, whatever, like and Road Warrior Animal, just kind of like all the different things based off of that. So maybe I'll give you some ideas, like a profession, like a clown, a garbage man, a, a policeman, you know, type of thing. So it kind of bounces off the place, but it doesn't say. Like it would say the big boss man or say Doink the Clowns. It'll give you kind of an idea of how to maybe categorize some for some future photo shoots. <laughs> yeah, as I said, there's there's so many great um, like ring skirts, for example. Yeah, he's he's awesome. I've loved following him on Twitter. His his setups are ridiculous. <laughs> some of the pictures he put on are, are unreal. So, you know, you have to try and, and you know, diversify and, and make things a wee bit different for your followers or whatever and, mm -hmm. and have fun with the whole thing as well. Going back to um, series, the Hasbro series is probably going to be my favorite series growing up, except for maybe Jack series one and two. Um, but for the Hasbros, I'd say my favorite figure is going to be the series one macho man. What's your favorite Hasbro series figure? Or you can, you can name a couple if you want, but that's my number one. Yeah, well, my number one would would be the Bret Hart. Um, yep. Bret Hart was just coming up through at the time. He'd just, you know, taken the delve into the singles division as well. And the Silver Shades Bret Hart, for me, is, is my favorite Hasbro. Mm -hmm. with, with the Hasbros, we talked about a little bit how Ric Flair had the headlock pose. There were certain figures that drove me nuts with their poses, like the, the Rockers had the jumper pose, and so did uh, Jimmy Snuka, where you couldn't really do anything with them. Yeah, I'd say my favorite one was probably either the Warrior or the um, the Undertaker, the Undertaker type of pose where the Undertaker had the his waist moved. He did like a clothesline, and the Hulk yeah, Hogan yeah. did like the body slam. Did you ever is figure it, that? Like, what's your favorite pose type of thing is with him? Yeah, um, the Undertaker pose would probably be one of the best because he's got the the clothesline arm on the right arm and then on the left. The hand is slightly open, so he could do the choke slam as well. Mm -hmm. um, but as you said, the, 
the jump pulls was absolutely atrocious. And you could even you could, those are even hard to display now. Like I, I found a bunch of my Hasbro's like last year, and I found the rockers and I was trying to display them and like they kept falling over, so I had to like lean oh, them up against forward. the rope. <laughs> yeah, they keep falling forward. And again, the natural disasters. The big guys were really hard to stand. Yeah, because they had their uh, big guts. <laughs> yeah, and the bushwhackers as well. Their legs were so tiny, mm-hmm. and th- their feet were tiny and so close together that they were very, very hard to stand up for display purposes. Now, I think it, this might have been you. Might have been someone else. Were you the one that posted all of the different natural? Dis- yeah, you did all the different natural disasters with typhoon and earthquake. There's three different ones of them. Yeah, the the uh, Hasbro, Mattel, and the Jacks. What I noticed on the Jacks is how massive they are compared to the to the Hasbro's and the Mattel ones. Yeah, they're huge, absolutely huge. Um, but I I prefer the Jacks. Um, I know it's a touchy subject amongst collectors, but I, I my favorite is the the Jacks classic Superstar line. I just thought the possibilities were endless with it, and mm-hmm. you just didn't know. You know, back in the days before internet um, exclusives and things like that, you just didn't know who was going to be on the next series, and your mind was just running rampant, you know, and who's going to be next, you know, are we going to get, you know, uh, Jesse Ventura or, you know, old school Bruno Sammartino's and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, um, the, with the Jacks and the Mattel, I remember when it switched over to Mattel, and this was, during, I had like a lull of not watching wrestling for a couple of years, and there was that time, and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then I found out later, this was like a big deal to collectors because some people were hardcore Jacks collectors, or, or some people are hard to now Mattel figures. I think personally that the Mattels have gotten significantly better over the past at least couple of years. But before that, I thought Jacks blew them out of the water with their yeah, packaging absolutely. and everything. Yeah, but again, their scale, um, you know, you look at the, the twin packs there of the Anvil and, and Bret Hart, or the two, the two single pack elites. Um, the Anvil's more or less the same body type or body frame as Brett. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if that had been Jack's, you know, the anvil would have been much larger. Yeah, and also with the, with the I guess, the packaging, I think is the Jack's was a little bit better. Um, it seems like now Mattel's trying to be better with their packaging for people that want to collect them in package and on card. Um, but for me, the Jack's, like you said, the classic series were some of the best, as far as the packaging at least. Oh, the packaging was, for me, the black and the gold just stood out. And the way the cards surrounded the bubble, the point, you know, if you're buying them now, um, 20-odd years later, you have to make sure the star's perfectly pointed and not bent or destroyed. And, you know, today now, I think the Mattel packaging is mostly it's throwaway packaging. Mm-hmm. They don't, apart from maybe the defining moments where they add a few extras in, you know, and they the name at the top and a few squirrels and squiggles in the open back and all. But yeah. the, the the elite packaging is mostly, I think, throwaway packaging. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, like I said, a hardcore collector, but I've never, any of the Mattels, I've opened all of them. The only ones I have still in package, looking at them now in my room, is I have the Legion of Doom Jack Series 1, I have the Vince McMahon Series 1, and I have a Shawn Michaels where he was the commissioner because I just think that's a hilarious figure. My friend got it for me for a birthday a couple years ago. Um, so he's got like a briefcase and he's in a suit. So those are my three in package. Everything else the I open. Brown. Yep, the brown. I'm looking at it right now. The two brown set. Uh-huh, uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> have you gotten any of your figures autographed in the packages? Like how do you – because I'm 
starting to do that a little bit too. Do you have any tips for that as far as what type of pen to use or, or where to sign it? I, I take all my tips from um, the guys over at Fully Posable. They, yep, they're the best. They're the standard right oh, now in collecting. They <laughs> absolutely are. Um, an absolute wealth of knowledge uh, between the two guys. And But uh, as I said, you know, at the start there, um, people didn't come here. Um, we hadn't the opportunity to meet, you know, celebs, uh, singers, you know, wrestlers, football players, whatever. So it's only really in the last year or so I've been able to go here and there and, and meet a few guys. So we, funny story, we flew to England, uh, myself and my oldest son, who's 25 now, and we flew over to Manchester in England um, for a Comic Con, which Ric Flair was coming to. And I took my Defining Moments, the, the black robe, mm-hmm. uh, Defining Moments, Ric Flair. And this is great, and I was going to meet Ric Flair. And I had a pink paint pen in my pocket, and I wanted him to sign it in pink so it would pop nicely and all that. And um, I'd been listening to Fully Posable, and they'd said, yeah, pink on the Ric Flair pops beautifully. I got to Ric Flair. He says, hey, kid. <laughs> I said, and by the time I had reached into my pocket and remembered I had a pink paint pen, he reached me the figure back, and it was signed in black. Mm-hmm. Black Sharpie. Yeah. Um, I was so disappointed. Um, but, again, Ric Flair touched my figure. He signed it. It's black Sharpie, but, hey, hey, what can you do? I uh, I met him a couple years ago. I don't, I'm sure, was yours super crowded where everyone, where everyone was there? Was it, like, packed with people for when you met him? Yeah. I think that was probably why he kind of was brushing through. He's like, i got to meet all these people. When I met him, it was at a signing at our local mall, and it wasn't that, for some reason it wasn't that crowded when I got there because I pre-bought a ticket. So I had him sign my copy of the 1992 Royal Rumble tape, and um, he signed it in black, but it ends up looking good because the background's blue. But he really took his time. I really appreciate it. He goes, "Where do you want it? What do you want it to say?" So he signed it Ric Flair 16 times, and he was he took I probably because he had more time to do with it or more time to to compete with me. I'd say, but he does have a great signature either way. Oh, it does, yeah. And, and the other side of it then, I had um, a VIP picture uh, booked as well with him. Mm-hmm. So we went round then, once he had signed everything at the booth, we went round to the other room for the picture. And I let everyone go in front of me. And if anyone came up, you know, to join the queue, I would say, go on there, I'm waiting on someone, you know. So I was the very last guy. Mm-hmm. And um, when he had finished the pictures and, I had sort of composed myself a, a bit more and I was able to shake his hand and he showed me his Hall of Fame ring and the watch that Shawn Michaels got bought to him. And I shook his hand and said, you know, I always enjoyed watching you work. Thank you for the years of memories and uh, I appreciate everything. And he grabbed me by the forearm and he said, hey, champ, help an old man back to his booth. <laughs> <laughs> I walked him like, you know, the security guards walked Goldberg out to the, the curtain. <laughs> I walked Ric Flair from the VIP photo booth back to his, his desk at, at, in the main auditorium. Well, that explains why you didn't sound as gutted as I thought you would about the signature mess <laughs> up because you got any way better than that could have ever been, no matter what. Oh, so, and so. I felt a million feet tall. <laughs> well, congratulations for getting to be the security guard for the Nature Boy for a few <laughs> minutes there. 
Oh, it was, it was a, an absolute dream come true. Speaking of the defining moments and the Ric Flair and the Mattels and things like that, has that been your favorite uh, figure or line from Mattel so far? Has been the defining moments ones? Yeah, the defining moments. Yeah, because you know you're getting the legends. I'm, I'm an old school collector, an old mm-hmm. school guy. So it's it's legends for me. I'm not so fussed on the, you know, every every line coming out now has a Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, John Cena. Yep. You know, it's as. It's nice now to get the Berserkers and the Warlords and mm-hmm. the defining moment ones as well, you know, the Ric Flairs and paying homage to the old guys. So that that would be my favorite, yeah. Yeah, I think mine too. Mine is, uh, it's the my favorite one they've ever done is the Macho Man from WrestleMania 7 and also the Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania 7. I actually got those, uh, the Warrior one is a wedding present for my sister-in-law. She's like, I don't know what this is, but here you go. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> but those uh, two are my, probably my favorite as far as the detail and, and, and everything on those two figures. Oh, absolutely. I, I haven't got those two personally myself now because they're in the UK. They're like, you know, what they talk about hen's teeth or yeah. a dead egg. It's, it's very, very hard to find and, and very expensive if you do find it. Appar- they're really hard to find here too. Apparently, I Mike, so uh, go figure. Someone who doesn't even know anything about it just grabbed it off the, sh- got lucky, grabbed them off the shelf for me. But they're really hard to find here too. They they weren't easy either. So you're not. Don't worry, you're not alone. Yeah, it was the same with the um, the first four se- uh, sets of legends that Mattel brought out as well. Um, our shops just didn't stock them here in Northern Ireland. It was so so hard to get. Um, I think the only one I have is Series Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultimate Warrior from SummerSlam um, with the, the Intercontinental title. This is going to be kind of a tough question because I, I can't even answer it yet, too, because like I said, I have a very small collection of stuff. But wow. even I can't explain why. You know, I don't necessarily play with these toys or whatever. I'm I'm an adult with a two-year-old, although now my two-year-old daughter starting to get into it a little bit, so I'm going back into getting to play with her. But why are we collecting? Like, why do you collect stuff? Why do you make your effort to go out and get these toys or why do you go out and make and take photos and do a Twitter account? Like, why do you do all of it? Well, various reasons. On, on my personally, uh, I have time. My my kids are growing up, so I have time to myself. Um, and also, when I go into my wrestle cave, stolen that from ring skirts. But when when I go into my wrestle cave, I have figures that my brothers had and I had that we played with. I have figures that my kids had that they played with, and then I have the New Year figures as well. So it's an absolute memory box for me. And when I go out there, I can see myself and my brothers lying on my mum's living room floor playing wrestling figures. I can see my kids when they were small. And, you know, then you look at other things and you just get flashbacks of certain events, you know, WrestleManias, SummerSlams all the great moments when you see the figures and you go, ah, oh, I forgot about that one or what about that moment? And things just flash flash back into your head. So again, toy spotting for me is a, it's just a chill out moment for me. I can head off in the car. My wife's at work. I'm free. Um, so I stick a podcast on, drive 40 minutes an hour, uh, you know, around the local shops and things and just listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Chill out uh, and go toy spotting. Yeah, I think that's kind of the same thing for me. Even why I still continue to watch this ridiculous fake wrestling sport, but you get into it so much, so it's real to you type of thing. 
Um, when I look at like a figure or I, I'm a big VHS tape collector because that was huge for me when I was a kid was renting and, and watching these tapes. Um, so I've got those and I've got a few figures. So I'll kind of even glance over at stuff on my shelf and I'll see uh, WrestleMania 3 VHS tape. And I'll remember like be brought back to going to the video store with my mom and looking, scanning the shelf and saying, okay, I'll get this one type of thing. So it's kind of the same thing. It's, it's, you know, it's a memory associated with, with something. Um, it's just yeah. like a, just like a picture, looking at a picture book, except it's physical and you can hold it. <laughs> That's right. I'm I'm just a sentimental, nostalgic fool, you know. And I say I can see my kids when they were small; they're in the twenties now. So I can see them when they were toddlers and a bit older, lying about the floor playing, and the Christmas mornings and the birthdays and the mm-hmm. have to the have to have figures and all. You know, just. A lot of memories comes back to me. And plus, there's almost there's still nothing like, and uh, going to a store looking for something, and it's there, you know, because like, it's probably not going to be there. Then you see it on the peg, or you see it on the top stock, or something like that. There's nothing really like that one. Yeah, and unless you're really uh, neurotic about it, um, for me, it's like a fisherman. You know, I've spoken to some fishermen, and they just it's just a means of getting out to, out of the house. Mm-hmm. And having and uh, tranquility and you know some some alone time and and they don't care if they ever catch a fish you know it's just the peace and, and quiet for them so it's the same for me you know toy spotting is just sometimes I don't care if I get the the score I want other times sometimes I can get upset if I don't get the so figure I'm at. Would you say you're a browser? You go to sort of browse? Yeah, a browse and check out the, the prices and mm-hmm. uh, you know all that and I like, I like to buy them what I'm scared of here at the moment we have a, a chain called Smith's and um, they there's guys on Twitter there and you know fair play I'm not knocking anyone I'm not being snobbish or anything but um, they they won't buy them at full price they wait till they come down and seal and come down and come down but my fear is if this happens too often then they won't stock as many as many figures, and we won't have such a yeah uh, a selection to browse through. So I always buy them at full price. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it for me. Ours really don't go on clearance very often here. Pretty much everyone snags them off the shelf. So I don't think we have to worry about those. The only ones that ever go on clearance are the super overpriced ones or the non-popular, like the Hunter Hearst Helmsley Network exclusive type thing. Those those ones go on clearance, but just yeah, the ones that no one really wants. <laughs> He's in Toys R Us at the moment for five pounds, which is you know roughly a dollar for a pound at the moment. So uh-huh. five dollars you can pick that up for here. Yeah, um, that's pretty much what it is here. Nobody wants him. <laughs> Nobody wants it. <laughs> it's so tiny, but um, it's, it's a really tiny figure compared to mm-hmm. the rest. If you have a look at it, yeah, he's so slim and, and slight compared to the rest. What's um? I guess uh, the fully posable calls it a wish list. What's something you want? to come out that hasn't come out yet? Um, I was thinking about this um, over the last year or so, listening to Fully Posable. I think going by the detail that they could have on his his clothing and his his ring attire, a WCW Mr. Hughes with the, you know, the shirt and the the bow tie, the, the braces and sunglasses, the leather gloves, That'd be a, that'd have to be an elite because of all the accessories. Absolutely, I, I think that would be a great figure. I think mine. I don't think it'll ever happen because at the time, you know, and you you guys were 
in Northern Ireland. So you, I don't know if, how much of a controversy you knew this was, but WrestleMania Seven, when Hulk Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter had their match, and they used the war, the Iraq War, as a background to it. But yeah. that was kind of my heyday of watching. So for me, I didn't understand all that. I just thought Hulk Hogan was taking on a bad guy. So I'd love a Hulk Hogan in a Stars and Stripes bandana against Sergeant Slaughter in his military garb, two-pack. But I don't think that's ever going to happen, so that's my one wish list. Oh, what a, what a battle pack that would be. Yeah, but that again, would... I don't think they're ever going to do that. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I guess before we wrap up here, what do you think's the future going to be in collecting? Is it going to be just getting more and more detailed and more and more... Um, accessory driven is going to be more basic, more elite. Like, what are you seeing as far as I'm a little bit different on your side of the of the world? It's a double edged sword because if you listen to Bill there um, at Comic Con, you know the the battle packs are coming out with no accessories now to cut costs and uh, things like that. But then you know it does cater to the figure collector, and they know there's a big a big market out there for the collector, so they may and hopefully. Um, as I said, you know, um, hash up or uh, redo the, the the elite boxes for the figure collectors because they are quite throwaway at the moment. So, the, you know, the, the new NXT range is quite a, a collectible box. Yeah, with the X, the, like the X type box. Yeah, the elites. Yeah, the, that is quite a collectible type of box. You know, so yeah, hopefully, you know, onwards and upwards, and they have extended their their contract with the WWE. So onwards and upwards, and they're bringing out the, uh, what do you call it, uh, the entrance grates again. Yep. So who knows what great legend we could have there. Yeah, my entrance grate is the Million Dollar Man, and his uh, his sound box is, is it sounded like it's in slow motion, so that I must have pushed it a few many times. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So we've got your Twitter handle, at WF Maniac, for you guys to follow him. And I know you tweeted out you want to give a couple people a shout-out, so go ahead and do that now if you want. Yeah, here in the UK, um, I sort of got friendly with a few guys in, in the mainland, uh, England. So um, we've got Hulk Cass. Um, he, we've we created a group. We're the Figure World Order. Of course. And we message each other and we toy spot for each other and pick ones up and send them across to each other and just basically help each other out. And uh, so we've, we've got Hulk Cass and we've got WWE UK Figure Fan. FWO Lunatic and Darth Fuss, who is the world's greatest Ultimate Warrior collector. He has, I'm sure, he has every Ultimate Warrior available. Yeah, and I, I've, I'm now following them, so I'll be part of the Figure World Order to see what's going on with you guys. It's uh, again at Darth, as in Darth Vader, Darth Fuss, yeah. and then at Hulk Cast 10, and yep. then at WWE UK Figure Fans, who you tag. So. Um, follow, everyone make sure to follow those guys. I'll retweet them out as well. Um, and yeah, yeah, you know, whenever yeah. there's big figure news or any, any other updates and stuff, we can have you back on again. It'll be fun. Absolutely. And there's another guy on, um, we have a, a bit of banter back and forward, uh, on Instagram. He's called one shot world and he takes some real great pictures of his figures and he's some great locker room dioramas behind him and things like that. But his hashtag is open your figures. He really hates mint on card figure collectors. And um, sometimes I I 
tag him in pictures of things just to piss him off. I, I love the, um, this was Ring Skirts tagged it yesterday. It was a picture of, he's like, if you're, if you open up cards, or if you open up the figures, make sure to buy the most busted up card on the, on the, I saw that. <laughs> the X-Pac figure, I saw that. So I'm going to start the, doing that from now on. I never thought about it, but I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to be, I'm going to be nice. Uh, just one more shout out. Yeah. The, um, whatever you want, man. Go ahead. Uh, Toys and Masks here in the UK. Um, he sells figures. He's a, a Mattel agent and he hooks us guys at the FWO up with um, different figures and hard to get figures and keeps us in check with prices and all. So it's toysandmasks.com and he does ship worldwide. So give him a check out. Yep. Um, thanks again for coming on, man. If you ever, for whatever reason, come across over here and go to a WrestleMania or something like that and definitely could meet up and hang out and talk figures and have a pint or something like that. That would be awesome. And then if WWE ever does it, like they keep rumoring to have the WrestleMania in England or something like that, I'm sure you'll be there. Um, yeah. But I will try to make the trip across there too. My wife's family's from uh, just outside of Manchester, so maybe we'll go back and visit them sometime too. Oh, you've got a spare room to stay in then? <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. They, they moved here a while ago, so I don't know if they've got anybody else that's willing to keep bring us back. But... Um, Either way, man, I really appreciate you coming on. No problem. I really appreciate you you hitting me up on Twitter and, and giving me a show you out and all that. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, it, the Internet's an awesome place sometimes, and here's an example of it. So, guys, again, yeah. follow me. We, we isolate it here in Northern Ireland. We feel isolated away from the big shows in the mainland UK, and we're so far away then from you guys over there, and we're stuck here <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, this, so... I really appreciate it. This isn't figure related, but when shows do come over either in Ireland or Northern Ireland or wherever, is it pretty much, is it super hard for you guys to get tickets to these shows? Do they sell out quick? Is WWE still a huge draw for them? Because shows are so rare and they, they sell out so quickly. Um, I'm going to a show tonight now. It's an independent show mm -hmm. uh, over the top wrestling. And Mick Foley's there, uh, Tyler Beat, you know, Pete Dunne. Yeah. Uh, Marty Skrull, the, the lunatic, or the villain, sorry. Um, he's going to be there, so I'm looking forward to a good show tonight. And the, I say the tickets were like hen's teeth, so hard to get. Awesome. Well, have fun, man. Again, guys, follow him on Twitter, at WF Maniac. And all right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Johnny. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. WWF figures so close to the real thing, it's like being in the ring. Thanks again so much for coming on, Johnny. That was awesome. Don't worry about your accent. Everybody, please follow him, WF Maniac. <laughs> he also wanted a couple shout-outs. We, we said it on the interview. I'll say it again. Uh, at Darth Fuss, at Hulk Cass 10 Darth Fuss is in Darth Vader. Uh, and at WWE UK Figure Fan. And then I think he also had one more he wanted there. Let me see who it was. It was... Yes, also at Toys and Masks Com. So follow those people on Twitter as well. And tell them that PPW podcast sent you. <laughs> so the question I want to talk to you about that I kind of reached with him in the interview was with collecting figures. And I was trying to figure the answer to this because, mm -hmm. again, I don't have a ton. But even the ones I do have, I'm like, why do I have these? Like, I don't really play with them. Everyone's going to set them up. And I just kind of look at them. They're just there. So I, I answered a little bit in the interview. So I'll let you answer now. What is it? that makes you collect them? Like, why? Like, why are you collecting wrestling figures? What's the deal with it? I just really like wrestling, and I like the detail. Yeah, you I, like no, wrestling. I know, but, yeah. but I like the detail that they put into them. 
And it's, I don't know, maybe I didn't have a lot when I was a kid. And I'm like, oh, I want to kind of relive my childhood a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of different things that go into it. But if I see a figure or if I have a favorite wrestler, you know, I want to get that figure. So, like, the AJ Styles, I really want it because I really like AJ Styles. Obviously, I wear a shirt. <laughs> and I got a, But not full price. <laughs> not full price. And I got a uh, discounted, uh, what do you call that? Like, uh drawstring back yeah yeah back. So I got one of them. but when i see the figure i'm like oh my god this looks just like him and it's only 20 bucks not a big deal to me i don't know if it's a nerdy thing but i just collect toys i just not all toys but like wwe mm-hmm. i don't know i just like them they just make me happy <laughs> do you ever find yourself like looking online and just like browsing i'm like i could get that if it was cheaper or or anything are you are you like a toy spot or you'll go to the stores um I more go to the stores to see what they have. Like, mm-hmm. I think we were here two weeks ago, right? And I wanted the new Nia Jax because, I don't know, I just like Nia Jax. I like the look of the new figure. And I saw it once at the at the uh, Target by us. But I left here. I'm like, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go all the way, at, I don't know, 30 minutes away up to Hodgkins. I'm going to go there. They didn't have it. So I'm driving out. I'm like, go to Orland. They didn't. Uh, by us didn't have it. Then I go to the Tinley, another one like 20 minutes away. They didn't have it. I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, I really <laughs> want this figure. I'm looking at different toys, and there was a mankind I was looking for. I didn't see that. but The new Elite one? Yeah. Uh, the one with the, the SummerSlam. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. It it's yeah. a good one, yeah. They made it before, but it had a different tie. Mm-hmm. I think it was a brown tie, but this one has the black tie with the WWE logos on it. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. I don't really care which one I get. I'm not going to pay $90 for the original one. Anyway, I leave the third store, and I, I'm, I'm going to see the, if these are on Amazon. So I go on Amazon. Sure as shit, they're right there. I'm like, I could have just saved my time <laughs> and just went home and ordered them online. But at least to me, there's nothing like going out not knowing what you're going to get, and then you run into something you're looking for. Yeah. There was one – I'm trying to think. It's Chicago Ridge, which is like maybe – 25 minutes from here, yeah. Right. So I remember driving all the way out there, and then I'm – I didn't even know that I wanted it, but I saw it. It was an AJ Lee. I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like the face scan is perfect. The attire that she had was the green shirt with the rib cage mm-hmm. and the spider wristbands. I'm like, this is perfect. And it mm-hmm. was like 10 bucks. It's right there in front. And I don't know about now, but I know two, three years ago, it was hard to find at the time a diva because mm-hmm. divas were like just gobbled up by flippers and, and resellers. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh my god, it's here! It's right in the front of the, like, in the front of the peg, not hidden behind anything. I'm like, I gotta get it because yeah. it was so cool. And I already had a CM Punk. I'm like, okay, they'll go together. <laughs> so that's just, I don't know, reverting back to like my childhood. Like, oh my god, I gotta get these two because mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think to me, it's like it's kind of that like looking at something, like staring over, like looking at a Hasbro or or whatever, like will bring me back to going to the store looking for it like kind of like trigger memory and i and i compared it in the interview to like a, looking through photos like mm-hmm. a photo album type of thing and that's why like i i mentioned too i collect these vhs tapes like i do watch them from time to time every once in a while i want to pop it in because the weird feeling i get hit putting it in my vcr which i still have hit play and also you hear like the tape yeah, like yeah, certain right, up right. and then the tracking adjusts a little bit and like a little foggy like audio and then it kicks into like before we go to WrestleMania 7, let's look at these little super superstars. And it's right. like Roddy Piper, you're going to love the new WWF figures! Ah! <laughs> like right, the, the, yeah. the big commercial and things like that. So that's kind of what I still like about these tapes. And plus, the artwork on those tapes is incredible. Like some of the, the like they put into it. And I, I think, think it... Oh, go ahead. No, and I think... Um, 
uh, something as far as like autographs and stuffs go. I know a lot of people like getting their figure signed, but to me that's tough because they got to stay in the package and I just like ripping mine open. I have like three still in package here mm-hmm. and they're not like they're, they're, they're worth money. I just like them in their package. But like with the VHS tapes, they're already open. You know, they can sign it. Like I'm already thinking in my head, like if I go to WrestleMania this year, I want to go to WrestleCon so I can get like Scott Hall to sign the 94 Rumble mm-hmm. or no, I'm sorry, the 93 Rumble where he main evented with Bret Hart Yeah, and then Bret Hart to sign the one. I want my goal is, I don't know if this would be possible, <laughs> is to get Bret Hart and Lex Luger to sign my copy of the 94 Royal Rumble VHS because they both want it. And like Bret Hart in the pink pen, like Luger in like a blue or red pen. Yeah. I think it look badass. That's like my future planning if I'm able to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know where Bret Hart's going to be. I remember I mean, last summer or the summer, whatever for this is kind of screws me up. So it was probably two years ago mm-hmm. on eBay. Some guy, whatever it was, I think it was a Facebook group or whatever group he was in. He's like, I'm going to meet Bret Hart. You know, if you want him to sign sunglasses, send me some money. I'll send you a picture. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to take a chance here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send him 30 bucks. He got the autograph, sent me a picture of Brett signing him, and I got the sunglasses. I'm like, okay, that's a pretty honest, dude. But I don't know when, uh, what other time I'm ever going to meet Bret Hart. So I mm-hmm. had to just go out on a limb and <laughs> send this stranger 30 bucks. Yeah, every once in a while he'll show up at like a local show, but it's not that often. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he lives, I think, still in Canada, so it's a lot of traveling for him. Yeah. But he has been at WrestleCon the past couple of years with the Anvil. And they've done like Heart Foundation pictures and signings and stuff. But either way, I'm if if I regardless if I get anything, I'm going to go to WrestleCon this year just to walk around and experience the ridiculousness of yeah. it. Yeah, um, and also to browse like merch and things like that too. With, well, what I was going to say, going back to why I collect, it's it's kind of like an escape. Like I like to open them. I like to kind of pose them in whatever little poses that they usually do. Mm-hmm. Like mankind with a sock, he hangs his, you know, holds his arm up, or AJ Styles got his, you know, his arm. The phenomenal like, pose, yeah. yeah he's got his that head down. And, and Finn Balor. I don't know. I just like it. Maybe it's just because I'm a fucking dork. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I just get caught up in, I don't know. I mean, the entertainment look, of it. And look I like around it. my room. I'm pretty the same boat. I got Ninja Turtles <laughs> tapes up there. I got wrestling stuff over here, and all the. My, I got a couple guitars I can barely play, so I got that going for me. <laughs> and I got some uh, baseball stuff up. But like some people have hobbies. Like for me, that's a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like some people like to woodwork and make shelves or or fucking I don't know stupid little race cars out of wood I don't know I I like collecting stuff I like displaying them I like looking at them yeah I don't like to play with them I think it was like that you posted a meme a while ago and it was like a before and after before crack after crack and like the faces yeah there's a few things it was like before collecting Funko Pops after it was like a big smiled face (laughs) well it's like the drug guys like one was cocaine marijuana something Mm -hmm. else and it was like just the big Bobblehead Popeyes, <laughs> the big blank <laughs> black ones. <laughs> what is your, of all the WWE, we'll stick to WWE specific because there's other series a little bit going around. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite series? Is it the Mattels of all of them? LGNs, Hasbros, Jacks, Classics, all that. What's been your favorite? Um, I think overall the Mattels. Okay. Yeah. To me, it's always going to be the Hasbros. And not not strictly for nostalgia purposes, but if you look at those figures, they're they're perfect. Like there's a couple that like aren't great. Like we joked on the on the interview, um, the Ric Flair one they did. Mm-hmm. Where he was super tiny and had like the whole Andre the Giant bug eyes and all that. Okay. But like the Hulk Hogan ones are great. The Macho Man, the Macho Man series one, 
is one of the best figures ever made, I think, because it's just got the glasses, the headband, the tights, everything's perfect. But all those figures, like the action with them, with the exception of the guys that jump or the spring loaded yeah. jump. Mm-hmm. And that was, and these, the playability of those guys for a kid is so good compared As to the As a LGNs. kid, my imagination, I mean, a lot of the stuff doesn't move. Like the knees don't move, the elbows don't move. They, like Ric Flair's that's true. Like flexed arm. Yeah, he was like in a headlock type. Like thing. I was so innovative with what he did with that arm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it wasn't just a pose. Like he'd do headlocks, he'd do elbow drops. Like whatever I, in my head, I could make up that he did with that arm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I yeah. I guess you're right. For a kid, I really liked. Obviously, I liked the Hasbro's because there was nothing else. But I can't imagine as a kid playing with all the articulated figures that are out now. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's interesting because I'm curious how many kids now are like buying elite figures, asking for the elite ones, or just saying I don't care. I, the, I just want to play with them. The basics are fine. Probably the basics. Yeah, especially with all the accessories they come with too. But. I would say, and this is going to be controversial too, I guess, but my the Jax ones are going to be number two for me, about in front of the Mattels, just because I think it's the that's Jax. strictly nostalgia, because that's when the Jax like series one or two came out in ninety seven, so one Christmas I got those. I think it was like sixth or seventh grade. I got those. I got like a ton of figures for Christmas. I don't know how my mom knew to get them. Uh-huh. I think she just went to the store and grabbed like whatever, but they happened to be the awesome ones. It was Ken Shamrock, <laughs> Austin, Bret Hart. She probably asked your friends or asked your sister and then found mm, out who you liked. And... My sister wouldn't have known. Um, but maybe there, she asked your dad. Maybe. <laughs> my dad wouldn't have known. My dad, I'll get to that in a second with my dad and, and, and Monday Night stuff, but it was Shamrock, Austin, Bret Hart with the Hart Foundation vest, Bulldog Hart Foundation vest, um, Owen Hart Hot Foundation vest and like one other I forgot the, and, oh, the, and the Undertaker so I like oh my god this is amazing and I opened them up mom I was like this is the last year you're getting toys <laughs> <laughs> I got toys last no two years ago no last year too Me, I got toys last year from so last Christmas my mother-in-law bought me the Seth Rollins um, FYE exclusive pop with the white yeah um, and a hockey goal horn that has all the horns and stuff uh-huh. that we have downstairs and I think one other thing but so yeah I get toys too still for look so what I got for my birthday we're my still wife. 10 yeah I got this this ring from my wife for my birthday I told my sister um, that I wanted the new the new basic page that had the fishnets on because there's been three or four pages Mattels that have come out that did not have the fishnets the first one was her NXT gear with the purple mm-hmm. like top and bottom then there was the black I'm like she doesn't wear that she wears the shirt, and if she does, whatever. So the last one that came out was pretty cool, but the face app was shitty. <laughs> so I had to kind of like swap heads and whatever to make the page that, in my head, really looked like page. So you do the customizing, swapping heads. You've done that. I've done that. I don't do any, well, maybe. I don't really do any too much detail. Like I might paint some hair, mm-hmm. you know, just with like a paint pen, but I don't like go into full but detail. But you're swapping of, heads and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty easy, though. Okay. But if I'm swapping arms, I don't swap arms. I don't swap torsos because I don't want to crack or break anything because I just spent, you know, $10, $12, 20 bucks <laughs> on this shit. I'm not going to crack it and, and, and return it or whatever. Um, two years ago, I told my sister I really wanted the new Ravishing Rick Rude. She's like, what? <laughs> what is that? I'm like, it's rude. He's got the robe. He looks fucking awesome. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> Going to the store. Back to really quick, so I want to finish that story. You said my, you asked my dad. Yeah. So obviously Raw was on Monday nights, and Monday Night Football was on Monday nights. So my dad worked Monday nights until 9 at a car dealership. Sometimes he would be there late for a deal or whatever, like mm-hmm. last-minute deal. 
it's like I'm watching the end of Raw, and my dad's coming home like, shit, he's going to come home and take over the TV, and this is the end of Raw, oh my God. It's like I would like cross my fingers. My dad was cool enough where eventually we had like a little crappy plug-in TV in the kitchen. Yeah. So he'd, he'd eat dinner and just watch like the football game there, because that was back when foot, Monday Night Football was on ABC, so yeah. we didn't need cable. So he was cool enough for that. And then he would always watch kind of like the main event with me. And like, all right, this shit's over. Let's watch football now. <laughs> and like, everyone's still, maybe he was just watching it to wait till it was over. Yeah, and, and I, the second it was over, it was. And off. like, there was one like tag team match. I forget who was in, it, but Austin was in the main event, obviously in like '98. And he did the Luthez press. And the crowd went nuts, and it's like that was pretty good. Like he was like slightly <laughs> impressed by it. <laughs> that makes you feel good. They're like, hey, we got something in common. Yeah, a little. Well, we had plenty in common growing up. We both loved baseball and football and fishing and stuff like that. But yeah. he called it wrestling. Which was funny to me, like, and I've talked about this before. He's from Chicago's whole life. He's calling mm-hmm. Southern wrestling. Um, but my uncle told me sometimes stories about like the Crusher and uh, Baron von Raschke and things like that. They used to come to the UIC Pavilion. They would yeah. do those shows and things like that. But uh, back to to figure talk really quick. I said this today on Twitter where I was talking with Ring Skirts again. Follow him to at Ring Skirts. He was saying like, "What's your first figure you ever got?" And mine was. A dollar store knockoff of Hulk Hogan. And he after the Hasbro? Or like first ever? This is my first ever. Like I, I got Hasbro like soon after because I think I had just started watching wrestling when I was like four or five or something like that. And we used to go to my grandma's house um, to babysit us on the weekends or during the week in the summer when my mom worked. Mm-hmm. And my mom, like we went to the dollar store before we went there one time probably to get just you know dollar store stuff like paper towels or whatever we went there for and i'm browsing all the crappy toys and like i just started recognizing hulk hogan i'm like oh this guy's hulk hogan he looked just like him because he's blonde hair and yeah. mustache or whatever and i'm like i get this and I'm like, yeah whatever it's a dollar sure so that over time i collected like a handful of dollar store figures and those stayed <laughs> at my grandma's house enough to carry toys back and forth yeah so i had the Dollar Store League and my Hasbro League back at home. Uh-huh. Um, but the, I wish I still had those. And were they the size of the Hasbro? They were slightly bigger. So you couldn't cross promote. <laughs> sure you could. No, you couldn't do that. <laughs> these guys are juiced up. <laughs> and these guys well, are they were, And they were so muscular, too. They were basically like He-Man figures uh-huh. with like a knockoff Hulk Hogan head. I got you. Yeah. I, I, I wish that I could find them. What's funny now is they go for like a decent amount of money on eBay, like pair or like bootleg. They call them bootleg Hogan. I'm like, not bootleg. Just knock off dollar store <laughs> ones. The hell right. out of here. Um, what what else do you got for? I know you had a like, list you sent me. You want to talk about with toy stuff? Do you have anything you wanted to bring up? Well, I remember one of the first things I got. Um, it was a two pack, and I could probably find the picture. It's not my picture. I found the picture online because I'm like, yeah, that's what they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thumb wrestlers. Because I don't know, second grade, third grade, when we would have recess, like there would be some guys that had the thumb wrestlers. I'm like, oh, I want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so did I did. You have to bring your own. You could. Yeah, borrow. yeah, you had to bring your own. <laughs> So I remember I was out and because, you know, you're a kid, you want to play with other people of shared interest. You're mm-hmm. like, well, I want to, you know, get some thumb wrestlers so I can be part of this cool, cool group. Um, and I remember seeing Hulk Hogan. I had no idea who Big John Stubb was because I wasn't really watching wrestling. I'd watch it maybe once every It was you know, also a couple hard weeks. to find when it was on. Like, like Saturday you- mornings it was, but I remember watching the, the, the Hogan Rockin' Wrestling. So I knew Hogan from that. 
And every now and then I would see wrestling on TV. So I'm like, oh, okay, I want to get this one, but I don't know who the fuck this this loser is, Big, <laughs> Big John Stud. It was a two-pack, though, right? It was a two-pack. So I remember getting it. I'm like, okay, cool. So when I showed up, everybody was like, oh, my, yeah, Eric's so cool. Because <laughs> you had a two-pack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they sold them individually, and I showed up with two. So where did you find the two-pack? Like, Did it just show up in the store? Did your it was parents like Toys get R Us or something. Okay. Yeah. Like, look at this rich baller showing up with two. And did it just kind of, did it kind of, you know, snowball from there? Or was that just kind of a pause before? No, that was my first, my first intro into it. And then later on, the Hasbros came in. I remember, you know, going around looking for those. But after the Hasbros, I stopped buying, like, wrestling stuff. Like, I really wasn't even aware of Jax until I started collecting. And Mm -hmm. I remember looking through Mattel's. I'm like, well, I need a China because I'm putting this DX thing together. Naturally. So I got a a Michaels, Triple H, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, I got to find a China. So I'm looking through whatever. I'm like, this China looks fucked up. Like, just screwed up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is wrong with her? This is Jax. I'm like, oh, Jax, what is this shit? (laughs) So I started looking more at Jax. And to me, they just, I don't know, just looked, they didn't look real to me. No, they didn't. They weren't realistic. They were more, um, for a spectacle figure, yeah, and the and uh, WF Maniac he posted a picture. I'll I'll t- retweet it out uh, at, when I'm recording the show here. It was a picture of Earthquake and Typhoon, but all three iterations. There was the Hasbro, the Jax, mm-hmm. and the Mattels, and the Jax ones are just gigantic. Like they're huge, even compared to the. But like, a lot of people like the Jax because they had like the cloth attire. Yes. Where big, compared to like the, the rubber stuff or the painted on apps, like Andre the Giant, I thought was pretty cool with the fabric um, singlet, mm-hmm. but with the painted on singlet, it looks kind of, I don't know. The what's wrong? Nothing. I was I was heard a, oh. I heard a tapping. So I don't know if you were just like tapping your water bottle or something like that. No, I might have. No, you're fine. It's not a big deal. We're okay. still recording. Yeah. Again, with the jacks, that's probably 100. percent for me, nostalgia, those are the ones I went out to look for. Because mm-hmm. this is back in junior high when I started getting an allowance and stuff. So I'd save up my five. It, at the time, I think the figures were like six, five to seven dollars. And like the uh, tag teams were ten. So it was like saving up money to go to the Toys R Us on my bike. I'm like, all right. Like, I'm like scanning the shelves, like looking for yeah. what I want. And then then you would get what you wanted. It was, it was pretty sweet to get. And you played with them? Yes. So... I did play with the Jacks once. I did have matches, and that was around the time when WWF started releasing the CDs with the theme music. Yeah. So that was helpful to, to have <laughs> intros and things like that. Yeah. Uh, what I didn't have was the Jacks ring, because the Jacks ring was called the Monster Ring. It was, like, gigantic. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they made it so much bigger than the figures. It was basically like putting my Hasbros in the Elite Scale ring now, as far as the size okay. goes. Yeah. That's kind of what it was like. So I just kind of made do with whatever. Mm-hmm. I've, I've talked about before the mini ring I have up there in the corner with, with the little steel cage, with the little mini one-inch figures. Yeah. But that was the only ring I had. But I did book territories with my uh, with my figures. <laughs> did you ever play with them or no? Besides the thumb wrestlers, I guess. Oh, the Hasbros, obviously, I played with on that hard plastic ring, but no. I, I mean, when I started recent, recently collecting, I... Mm-hmm. I just buy them for display purposes because I like the realism mm-hmm. of the face scans, the body scans, and all that kind of stuff. And I've been collecting figures, well, maybe statues or whatever. But remember, I don't know if you know, McFarlane used to do NFL and Major yeah. League Baseball yeah. figures. And they were more like figures, display figures. Um, but to me, they just look so real. Like, I don't know, like Cubs players look like the Cubs player. Like, Carrie Wood looked like Carrie Wood and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And and I used to have a display of like a lot of Cubs and a lot of Steelers and this and that. So I think 
I just like the idea of displaying realistic looking things versus playing with them. Yeah. So that's why I collect the Mattels. If I just didn't really care what they look like, I'd probably find jacks that Mattel doesn't make and all that kind of stuff. You got to get a ring now. Like I have to display them. I need to get the space. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all, I'm that again, that is, I mean, the pictures don't really do it justice how big this thing is. (laughs) Yeah. It's a massive ring. I like it a lot. What the place I'm staying at now, when I moved in, moved back or whatever, I'm like, I'm just going to use this just as a bed, somewhere to stay and Mm -hmm. then go to work and do my thing and just kind of use this as a place to stay for a while. Yeah. Um, but then little by little, I'm buying stuff. I'm, I'm making it more mine instead of like the guest room. Mm-hmm. Now it's more my room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got, I got all this shit all over the place. I got toys. And... You just got to buy a studio apartment just to display stuff. Pay rent for your toys. Yeah, that's all I need is just <laughs> rent for my toys. What are your like top, we'll say three, four, or five figures ever across all spectrums? Well, I'll go with Mattel's. Okay. Um, because I made a list of the Mattels. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> the one that I really wanted, there was a 2010 San Diego Comic-Con Undertaker. And it was the Undertaker Ministry of Darkness WrestleMania 15, where he had the, I don't know, just like the leather, the shaved head, the ponytail. Yeah. I mean, he was a yeah. badass looking dude. I mean, that was my favorite Undertaker. But I never wanted to pay the the 50 to $100 to buy this guy, because whatever. Um, last year, they made a defining moment. It pissed a lot of the old collectors off, because it was a... Pretty much the same figure as a defining moment for twenty five bucks. Was that the one where he's got like the bat cape wing that he yeah. wore at Survivor Series ninety six? That type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the only difference was the original, the two thousand ten one had the white eyes when Undertaker rolls his eyes up, and he's okay. got the white eyes. This one has pupils, so that's really the only difference. Which I don't really care. Like either one was fine with me. So that's my favorite figure. The cape comes off. It's just an awesome figure. Um. Another one I really liked was the Finn Balor from NXT, like the first one that came out. Which one was that? Was it the Demon Finn Balor? It was the Demon Finn Balor. Was that the Jack the Ripper one? No, it was the one like his original Demon. It was before they did like the WWE SummerSlam figure. Okay. Um, I got I'll probably put post pictures of this. Mm, okay. AJ Lee, I told you about. Yep, I really like that one. The Entrance Great Million Dollar Man. The one with the suit and the one with that the I suit. have? Yeah, the one that you have. I love that figure. Do you I have do, it? I do have it. Okay, good. Yeah. And I made little... <laughs> I went on the computer. I made um, like little things that look like dollar bills. Uh-huh. And I printed them out and I cut them all out so it's more like a stack. So in one hand, he's holding money. And the mm-hmm. other hand is like down to his side. Yeah. Um, and everybody's like... And then I post pictures. People are like, oh, where did the money come from? I'm like, oh, I made it. He's like, how? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, well, I'm, you know... A, a, that's a, awesome like a graphic nerd and so i made dollar bills for him <laughs> send a picture because i'm sure that some of my new followers that i've gotten are our new followers that we've gotten for this uh wrestling figure community we've kind of weaseled our way into yeah. we'll appreciate that <laughs> but i for some reason i didn't like the face because he's just got that stone cold like mm-hmm. just you, you want the big laugh so hall of fame million dollar man last year had the big laugh okay it comes with the basketball in the suitcase oh okay so i bought that one swapped the heads what color suit was he wearing in that one uh it wasn't thing. a suit it no was he just, just like he just his black tights oh okay so i'm like well yeah, i'm just gonna take that head and put it on my new one mm-hmm. <laughs> and put the new one on the old one <laughs> if they make another million dollar man with either the green glitter suit or the white glitter suit i'm buying it yeah I'm looking for the Funko Chase of the white million dollar man. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you come across that, pick it up for me. Cause the black white suits everywhere, but I think, I just think the white suit was, was cool. The white suit is pretty cool. And I ordered him from, it was a Chase bundle where whatever 
um, series WWE had mm-hmm. for the figures. It was like five or six. Mm-hmm. And if you buy it through him, it's just like $20 more than retail and you get the chase figures. Yeah. So I'm still waiting for those. Um, and then the only other one with the Mattel was AJ Styles. Like it just the new lo- one that came out. The one from the first one that came out from his January 2016 look, like okay. the, the black and the blue print and mm-hmm. the, um, you know the yep. the vest and all that kind of stuff. So that one just it looks just like him to me. I'm like, I love the figure. <laughs> I'm gonna rehash a couple of mine that I said in the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I mentioned the Macho Man Hasbro Series One, also the Macho Man Defining Moments WrestleMania Seven attire, which is I have behind me and I. That's probably number one of all time. The Macho Man WrestleMania Seven. Defining Ever since I've seen that, I look, I look online like every now and then. I'm like, I gotta get it. I'm like, I don't gotta get it. I gotta get it. You don't gotta get it. What's he going for? For loose? For loose? Yeah. About forty, fifty bucks. Okay. Also, but it, I don't even know if it comes like full thing. Like one of them missing a hat. I'm like, well, I need the hat. You gotta have the hat. <laughs> I don't think they're complete. Yeah, and also the Ultimate Warrior defining moments from that same match. The DC on that's insane. Mm-hmm. Another one that I also mentioned in the interview was the Stone Cold Defining Moments with the three belts. Yeah, that's, that that's, was awesome. That's probably the best Austin figure that's been made, I think, I think ever. so, yeah. Because um, a lot of the other Austin ones, like he's got a goofy like smile on his face or something like that. I don't get it. Yeah. I'm also, glad you got that one for me. Also, uh, was it hard to find now? It ended up being hard to find, I think. At the beginning, they're always hard to find, and mm-hmm. then everybody panics that they're never going to find it. And then, you know, six months later, there's 500 of them sitting on their shelf. <laughs> also, for the Hulk Hogan Hasbro's. I like the one where he's got the full bandana and the tank top, where he's kind of got like the I'm trying to think of the work the, way, the one he's shooting with Piper for your for your efforts. Yeah. The full bandana because there was several Hulk Hogan Hasbro's. There was the first one where he had the slam with just the the headband. I, yeah, I like the slam one. Yeah, that was the first one. Then there was the other one where he's got the bear hug with that was, just that one's stupid. That's just impossible to play with. <laughs> and then he's got the other one that I like with the full bandana. And then there was the last one, which was the, he's just in tights, no shirt, bandana. Mm-hmm. And then there was the mail away one where he's in all red, which I never got, obviously. I never did the mail away one. So that one's one of my favorites, the Hulk Hogan one. Mm-hmm. Um, also love the Undertaker Hasbro with the all black, black hat, gray gloves. Because he's perfect because. That was the first one. Yes, for yeah. Hasbro. And that one's awesome because you could do the choke slam with him or mm. the clothesline. Right. And the last headball mention is the Bret Hart one. I just think he's got the pink sunglasses, great tights, looks awesome. For the Jax figures, it's going to have to be. This is gonna, everyone's going to laugh at me for this one. Is the Ken Shamrock with the red and yellow tights? I just loved him. I don't know why. I just thought he was awesome with the bone crunching action, which is just a little <laughs> like it's, here I can do it with my thumb. It's basically this. That's like what the bone crunching action was. I'm uh-huh. double jointed my thumb so I can crack it. Um, and then the Legion of Doom, which I've talked about a million times, the tag team, also was a big fan of the Shawn Michaels. It was called a signature series. And mm-hmm. actually, he's on my Christmas tree every year. So he's, he's with Christmas decorations. He's been upgraded, depending on how you want to look at it, <laughs> where it was basically like the 97 Shawn Michaels look where like his it was like a printed signature on his tights. And I'm trying to think what other Jacks one was I a big fan of. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The Heart Foundation, they were sold separately, but they all came with, like, limited edition vests, like little plastic vests, Heart Foundation in the back. It's kind of like now when you'll see a guy come with a slammy. Mm-hmm. Like, not all of them had the vest, but when you found it, you're like, yes, I got it. Yeah. So that was a good one. <clears throat> um, back to Mattel's. You know what's this? What's funny is the, the um, Rick the Model Martell I have up here. 
apparently he's super hard to find, but complete. And I, on a Facebook group I'm in, someone was like, does anyone have this Rick Martel? I was like, yeah, I do. Because I'm not like a huge Rick Martel fan. I'm like, we can see. He's like, do you want to do a trade? And he eventually came to a deal, and he was trying to like rip me off. He's like, I'll give you one Hasbro. <laughs> I'm like, no, dude, I, I'm not. You're gonna give me one Hasbro. You got to give me like three Hasbros for him. Yeah. So I think the deal we ended up finally coming to was Ric Flair and the Legion of Doom Hasbros for him. And then I looked, and he's in freaking Montreal. It's like thirty bucks for me to ship that to him. I'm like, sorry, dude, we can't make the deal. And he goes, we're gonna stop thirty bucks for making ourselves be happy. <laughs> And I was You're like, like, you send me the 30 bucks to yeah. ship it. <laughs> if you really want it, like you could pay for shipping. You know, I'm happy keeping him. The model is actually a gift for my buddy Pat, so I'm, I'm okay with keeping him. <laughs> but if he, was in, if he was in New York, it'd be a done deal. <laughs> he wouldn't be up there right now. <laughs> no. And I'm also trying to get the last Macho Man has, bro, where he's got the hat and uh-huh. the, uh, the, the jacket built into him. Okay. But... Yeah, yeah, those are just pretty much some of my favorite ones that I've gotten. As far as basics go, I was a big fan of the entrance ones with the Walmart exclusives where the T-shirts are painted on. Right. I I still have a punk. I think it's got the gray shirt and mm-hmm. punk we trust. Mm-hmm. That's still in package. Really? Yeah. So let's go. Let's talk about that a little real quick. Are you a more MOC mint on card package guy or are you loose? Loose figure guy. You open them up. 99% of my stuff is loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why are those certain ones still in package that you have? Because you've got the Ricky Steamboat in package uh, yeah, still, right? I don't know. I just haven't. I don't know. Do I mean, know? the Punk is, is really one of my favorite wrestlers. So I'm like, well, I'll keep this guy. In the event he ever goes for $100, i bucks. I'll, I'll I'll get rid of him. You don't like him that much. <laughs> I like him for the right price. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Steamboat, I just never opened. I don't know why. It's just... Well, it worked out because we're going to meet him yeah, next week right. at the ballparks and get him to sign that. we got to go get our orange <laughs> paint pen. <laughs> yeah, I'll stop at uh, Staples. All right. <laughs> so I think the only ones I have that I never opened was that Shawn Michaels that you got with the blue tights and the ladder, the orange ladder. Yeah. So yeah. that one's still in, in the package. Um, the punk one and the steamboat are the only ones I haven't opened. I'm surprised you haven't opened that Michaels with the ladder because that's a good accessory. It is. But I already have, like, one Michaels out, so... Mm-hmm. Unless I start doing like a, a mid nineties, you know, pre DX, yep. You know, maybe I'll open them, <laughs> but I just don't have the space. And and there's, they don't make them anymore. They're made by Patel. I think they were a Maddie's Maddie's collector exclusive, whatever they were. But they were the deluxe display um, stands for mm-hmm. the figures, where it had like one peg. And if you look on the bottom of the Patels, there's a there's a hole in one of the feet. Mm-hmm. So you put the thing, put the foot on the peg. Yeah, the a couple of the um, defining moments I have has those stands, the macho and the well, like the do. little flat stands. Like these were like escalated stands. Oh, like they okay. were kind of stacked on top of each other, so you could do like tiers, like tallest in the back, and kind mm-hmm. of work your way down um, to where the front row is not flat to the whatever. It might be I don't know one and a half inches up off the the table. But I really need more of those. But if you look on eBay, people are selling like just six of them for like 50 bucks mm-hmm. where you could get like 12 back in the day for 20. But now that they're discontinued and everybody's looking for them, prices are up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm strictly a take it out of the package fan. Like, I don't like, and even with Funko Pops, they're all out of the box and the Funko Pops are like a big deal. Like everyone keeps them in the box. And to me, I'm like, you could just go look at them at the store in the box. Like why you, and like some of yeah. them, like there's more detail behind them and things like that too. Oh, for sure. We have, I think I've, I've got a handful of the wrestling ones behind me 
And then I've got anything like six other ones. And that's just stuff that we like. Like my wife, and one year, actually, two Christmases ago, my sister-in-law just like bought a bunch of people and thought they were fun. Yeah. So my sister-in-law bought us like a uh, a couple Harry Potter ones for my wife. And she got me the Daniel Bryan one, which apparently is super rare. I just popped it open and I've got it on display behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got a couple other random ones. Like my, my daughter's name is Penny or Penelope. So we bought the Penelope Pit Stop one. That one's still in the box because it says Penelope Pit Stop on it. But yeah. Other than that, I'm not a huge Funko guy. Like, I, I think they're cool, but it's going to take a lot now for me to want to buy one. Like, I got the Bailey one because I think that's a good one. But other than that, it's going to take I a lot so for me to get I was so excited when I found that one. The Bailey one? Yeah, because I told you that mm-hmm. I was there like, oh, no, I said I called for two mm-hmm. days straight. I'm like, mm-hmm. did you get him? Did you get him? Did you get him? Maybe two times. <laughs> did, you get him? did you get him? And the people working there kept saying no. And then I texted you. I'm like, yeah, they said they didn't have them. They're like, I'm looking at They were at the store. I'm like, oh, okay. So I was leaving the gym, mm-hmm. and I just raced over there. I probably smelled like shit, all sweaty. <laughs> so I get there. I'm like, oh, my God, because they're in the WWE aisle. Mm-hmm. I think what they were looking at was, like, the pop section or the Funko Pop or section. Or they're like, yeah, hold on. I'll go check. Like, <laughs> they just put yeah, me on hold. We don't got them. <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Here she is in all her glory. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked, we're, we're else 45 minutes in plus the 40 minute interview. This is going to be a long show. So let's wrap up a little bit here. What is, do you have any fantasy like wish list figure like, or pack or anything you wish they would do? Oh man, you should ask me so I can think about it. Well, I'll say a couple of mine. What do you think about that? Sure. One is, I, I talked in my interview, it's never going to happen, is the Hulk Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter, two pack from WrestleMania seven mm-hmm. and you know, the Iraq war, it's obviously not going to happen. Uh, another one I think would be awesome would be a Shawn Michaels defining moments Royal Rumble '97 pack with a cow- with cowboy hat. He had the Texas San Antonio tights, mm-hmm. like the Texas flag heartbreak tights. Would be a big fan if they did a. I think they did this, but it was a Jax. I want it from Mattel. A two pack, elite two pack of Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels from Survivor Series '97. They did do that from Jax, but I want to pack him in and they do a better job with it. Brett's got to come with the Canadian flag, and Sean's got to come with the European title, and Brett with right. the WWF title. Uh, what else do I got for my, my wish list? Oh, a Bam Bam Bigelow Lawrence Taylor two-pack from <laughs> WrestleMania 11 with the LT logo. Yeah. That'd be badass, too. I got a lot of two-packs in my Just mind. real quick, I saw that uh, Funko was doing NFL figures. I'm tempted to get the Lawrence Taylor. There's an LT? Yeah, to add to my wrestling collection. But only, only if there's a Bam Bam coming out later. There, probably, there has to be at some point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll do one more wish list. I'm just looking around at my, my wrestling stuff here. And, well, and I've, got, I've got one. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Money in the Bank 2011, Cena, Punk. Mm-hmm. With the best in the world Elite. shirt, yeah, yep, okay, just those two. That would be great. Okay, with uh, with the title belt. Oh, of course, with the title <laughs> belt. <laughs> Anything that made that match special, whether it was just right down to the wristbands. <laughs> yep, you want deets, you right. want details. Correct. Yeah, Cena was in the red shirt, I believe. Then maybe some signs. You know, if Punk loses, we riot. Right, yeah. Sign that'd be nice. Yeah, a nice accessory to add because they've done signs before. I think they did it with Kofi Kingston. I think they might have even thrown some in with Punk before. Mm-hmm. And then this, let's do a, I guess it'd be a four pack Mm -hmm. tag team fantasy warfare pack. We can do, I guess it'd be a six pack. Try to think about it. Demolition in the new day. Okay. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Because there hasn't been an elite demolition since what? Like series one or two of Mattel. Yeah. Probably because they're suing the WWE. They're part of that concussion lawsuit. 
which I do have the, the those those two. Mm-hmm. I don't have Crush if they ever made Crush because to me he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't Demolition. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. They 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 ever even make a Kona Crush? Hawaii um, Crush? I don't know. Maybe. I just haven't paid attention. You got any other uh, any fantasy one you want to talk about? Not really. Okay, I, I kind of put you on the spot there, but either yeah. way, we have. Maybe I'll tweet you later and say, "Hey, this is you know the, You'll fi- think the about fifty it. things I want to be at the gym today." Be like mother, <laughs> right? We talked about a lot of stuff, though, guys. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, you got to be following the Fully Posable podcast at Fully Posable. Giant news is this Friday they're going to have their interview with Zach Ryder. Zach Ryder event was getting hassled by their fans and by them. Like, Zach, you've got to come on and talk about your rare Hasbro. Because I don't know if you know this, he has the three Holy Grail Hasbros now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw him. I saw him post about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's got the prototype Macho Man in green trunks, the prototype uh, Bruce Beefcake Mega Maniacs, and the uh-huh. prototype Rhythm and Blues Greg Valentine. And he's got some mail-aways that are just, like, crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. But those three that he has are, well, the, the Valentine's one of two. The other two are one of a kind because they're mm-hmm. prototypes. So he's got those, and I can't imagine how much he spent on them. Well, but good for him. Check those guys out at Fully Posable. They kind of inspired the show this week to to do the figure talk. If anyone listens to just two brothers that were lifelong collectors, they want to keep talking. They they break it down. They're honest with their opinions. They're both pretty sour on the Ken Shamrock coming out, which bums me out. <laughs> but I'm going to buy it anyway. So follow them guys. Follow our guest at W Figure X. Not the full tweet address. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> his wrestling figure maniac. You can follow him at WF Maniac. So he's wrestling figure maniac. Please follow him. Tweet him. Let him know you loved him on the show. Like his pictures, all that stuff. He's got one setup that's hilarious. It's all of the guys in face paint, uh-huh. like Demolition, Doink, Ghost Warrior, and Sting. It's like, right. looks like someone got into the makeup cabinet at mom's house. <laughs> like funny little captions. So follow them. Follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. Follow What a Maneuver at whatamaneuver.net or WH Maneuver, whatever it is. You'll find them on Twitter, whatamaneuver.net. They're the supplier of <laughs> <You'll find them. laughs> wrestling wrestling T-shirts for independent wrestlers all over the place. And other than that, the only other big news we have, we're going to the ROH Global Wars show here in Chicago with Kenny Omega, which I heard is the fastest selling show in Ring of Honor history. And we're yeah. going to be there. Yeah, I was adding up the seats, and I think there's just a little over 2,300 seats. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're sold out, but they're like 98% sold No, they're out. sold out from what I can tell from what I've seen on Twitter and things like that. So we'll be reporting from that. That's not till October, though. Yeah. Some plenty of stuff to talk about. And we will be meeting Ricky Steamboat, I think it's next Thursday. Yeah, the 17th. We mm-hmm. will be heading over to the ballpark to meet him, get some autographs, and maybe take a picture and post on Twitter for you guys. Uh, anything else before we wrap up for the week? Nope, that's it. Cool. Thanks to our guest, WF Maniac. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Eric, for coming out. We will see everyone next week.
strike the end in the ring! Yeah.